Hey, welcome everybody. HSC podcast 16. I think we're on 16. Man, if you haven't seen the, the, the podcast up to this point, uh, make sure you jump on, you subscribe, hit that notification bell. There's a playlist for you. You can go back, you can check them all out. Uh, man, we've got so many topics we've hit so far. Uh, if you didn't see last week's, we did top five 80s movies. We've done, you know, talk about the war. We talk about uh, LBGTQ. We talked about the playoffs, NFL playoffs. We talked about uh, March Madness. I mean, there, there's so much to see. So no matter what you like, uh, we got a podcast for you. And that's going to continue that way. We're going to be mixing it up all the time. Uh, today, uh, we got a great show. So stick around for the whole thing. Uh, so we got... Uh, uh, of course, Big Box Steve on the mic moderating, and uh, Derek, the Big Smooth, the corner, there he is, and Mike, uh, Big Mike on the mic, he'll be back in a second, hopefully, <laughs> you can just see Michael, <laughs> that's all you need to know, uh, so today, uh, just give you guys a quick uh, a run through, we're going to talk about uh, the Pentagon's release uh, last year, and uh, what's happened since then of uh, uh, UFOs, uh, some some really uh, documented footage, uh, change in name there, and, and you know just kind of they're they're unlocking some records, which I think is cool. So before we jump into that, oh, we're also going to talk about uh, CBDC. We'll explain that a little bit later. It's a, a digital currencies, and then uh, possibly get into some homesteading. So when we jump into this first topic, and and this I love this topic. So this is one of my favorite topics, just to be honest with you. And, and not even just a deal specifically with the Pentagon, but UFOs in general. So just before we even talk about that, do you believe in UFOs, first of all? Or let, let's not say UFOs. Let's say, yeah, aliens. Let's say. say aliens first. Let's go with, you know, uh, other life forms. Absolutely. Yes. Other life forms. Yes. For, for Mike, Derek. Yeah. I mean, it has to be something out there. I mean, because I'm a strong yes, right? Um, even though I've never seen anything to like make me believe that, which is kind of interesting, right? You're like, most of the stuff we believe in, like, you know, we've, we've have some good solid proof, but, uh, UFOs, aliens, you know, that's a, that's a little bit tougher one. So I, as a collective here, so we all, we all agree with that. So if you don't, and you're, you're watching or listening, uh, maybe you could, uh, leave some comments, tell us what you think. Um, so let's, so let's get into this first. So first of all, before we get into the Pentagon stuff, why do you believe that there's life out there besides what's on this planet? You know, what makes you believe that? Like, it, where does that come from? from? From childhood, from now, from, you know, how, how did you guys get into that? You can oh, go ahead. Uh, I would just say, I mean, we can't think that we're the only, I mean, how many galaxies and planets are there in the known like everywhere it's like the vast space there's got to be at least something out there and we can't be the only ones it, it's a very big hubris of us to think that we're the only ones that are around i mean that have came up to be able to be able to think intelligently somebody else is out there there has to be yours is a statistical thing then like just based on sheer numbers. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, because they, they say there's more stars out there than there are grains of sand on the planet Earth. Right. And I'll try to process that number. Exactly. 
I mean, think about all the beaches and all the sand, you know, and, and, right. and how small a grain of sand is. And, you know, there's, there's more uh, stars out there than um, grains of sand on the earth. I don't know how they know that, but uh, <laughs> that's an interesting science. Number. Yeah. Um, so, so I get, you know, statistically I can get on board with that. So Mike, what's your, uh... well, even just, you know, uh, philosophically, religiously, I grew up Christian. Um, Jesus would be the closest thing we could possibly get to an alien. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. What about um, Elon Musk? Uh, or Elon Musk, sure. <laughs> uh, no, but but seriously, I, I mean, the what you're saying is all that you are saying. Um, whenever you are saying whether or not aliens exist, is the acknowledgement of a sentient life form that is non-terrestrial. A belief in a god is a belief in a sentient life form that is non-terrestrial. So if you put it in those in just those terms alone, anyone who believes in a God believes in aliens. Right, anyone right. that believes in demons believes in aliens or angels. You believe in aliens. You believe in other non-human sentient beings that have the ability to interact with us uh, and communicate with us and have intention and potential to create change in our world. That's an alien. That's an interesting way to look at it, because when you think about the way people look at it, they're thinking about, you know, people from other planets, you know, they're not thinking about like God being an alien, you know, but really, if you're breaking it down in that way, that's, that's kind of what that is, right? Uh, because he's not necessarily, he can't, can't be human. <laughs> I mean, there's literally scripture that says, you are now not of this world. Well, right. what else is an alien? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I that, and that's why I lend credence to that. If you have, if there's any space in your psyche, in your belief system, in your curiosity for God, there's room for aliens. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a really great thought process when you're thinking about that, that way. When we talk about, you know, the earth and just what we know as people uh things like you know that come up a lot are the pyramids mm -hmm. you know uh or you know things that were built and i think there's more than just the pyramids but that's the number one or a big one right uh hieroglyphics on the pyramids you know seeing things in the sky which obviously they weren't making flying machines back then you know on these, these hieroglyphics so uh what about stuff like the pyramids does that uh, enhance or can you make arguments to why you know the pyramids could be built could have been built by humans or is there some type of you know extraterrestrial life that could help that case of ufos or aliens you know when you look at something like the pyramids i don't know i think you'd have to get you, you have to then question uh human potential and, you know, you look at that and just because you didn't live during that time or you were there, there's something about, I, I think that if you took our technology back to that time period, they think we were aliens. If you, if you look at what we've got with our phones and our ability to communicate and, you know, that didn't come from nowhere. It started right here. So, um, so I, I don't know. That's the, that's the tough part about me is like, you know, um, and even with cooking food, I mean, it's so, it's so funny um whenever you are cooking food for someone you cook 
people food for someone for a long time and then you bring them in the kitchen and you show it how it's done they go oh my god it was that easy because from the onset when you're eating the food it's so it's so amazing to you and it's just like magic or magicians it's like you know it's so amazing but the amazement is contributed to your lack of understanding and not its impossibility or infallibility or you know it's not not its impossibility so um so yeah i mean i think that one half is you know where does where does divine where so divine inspiration you know does it have to be as um as uh as concrete as a being coming down to earth beaming down and then communicating with us face to face i mean we are at a level now where we can implant chips into our into chimpanzees and they can play pong by watching a television there are frequencies and things that we can pick up uh, on a quote unquote metaphysical level that we're just now understanding is it totally possible that a sentient being could be communicating with us on a wavelength or on a frequency by a method that we have yet to understand that could have created the inspiration for them to create, you know, those things that are now technological, you know, myths. I, I think that's possible too. So it's either, or either a, we're, we are, we, I think that perhaps we could be underestimating the potential of humans while simultaneously, we could be overthinking the potential ways in which these beings could be communicating with us. Yeah, it's talking about that specifically. So Derek, what do you think about that when you say maybe we're overestimating or underestimating, you know, what humans could have done back then? Is that something that sparks in your mind when you think about that? Well, yeah, because I mean, there was a bunch of slaves that were that built the pyramids so it wasn't like there was any you know work great work conditions involved it was like you <laughs> do this right now right. or else you die or yeah. <laughs> so of course they're gonna get to use all their strength and power to be able to survive right so yeah, it's that's interesting. You know, I, I read a couple different articles and I've seen a lot of, of videos on that. And there there's some really good, uh, you know, people that are citing ways that it could have been built or this is perhaps what they did. And and a lot of it makes a lot of sense. So I could see that as where maybe a people who say that UFOs or aliens helped us build pyramids are underestimating what we were capable of, you know, as a as a as a uh, mankind back then so and i can give you i can give you a a a, a real-time example of that if you there's a guy named roger bannister uh he was the first person to break a four-minute mile and it was uh, this was in the 50s around 1954 and it was it was it was said by doctors it was impossible like they compared it to um the the marathon if 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 you don't know the marathon its tradition was born out of a battle that was won um, by the Greeks. It was called the Battle of Marathon. Yeah. And it was, was it 26.3 miles or something like that? Uh, that, that? That individual had to run all the way back. He got to the gates and he pronounced, he proclaimed, uh, actually, Nike victory. He <laughs> fell over dead, right? And so they were saying forever, doctors were saying forever, you know, no one's ever done this. The human body cannot uh, uh, complete this task. You would die. And so nobody had done it. 
And then after Roger Bannister had 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 completed that under four minute mile, you started to see the next, I think the next year, next few years, you saw seven people do it. Then you see 14, then you see 30. And all of a sudden, what was deemed impossible with the human, uh, I guess, motivation and, and, and comprehension and just the sheer belief of what could be was all that was needed to propel them forward past that impossible feat. Right. Yeah. And, and you're talking about something, you know, less than a hundred years ago, you know, now, now we'll make that comparison to 10, you know, 8,000 years ago, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, uh, and, and, you know, for me, when you talk about history, because so much history has been lost, you know, between war and and decimation and, and purposely just destroying information and knowledge, that's that's what i look at and say man we don't really know anything that was happening back then uh just because of all this time of people rewriting the narratives and destroying these these civilizations and the information that was all passed on so you know i'm not a firm believer that you know in aliens built the pyramids or helped build the pyramids you know and there's a lot of that go either way i just think that's an interesting concept and that's a big one that goes when you talk ufos aliens and things like that uh, so let's get to this, the, the, the Pentagon release, all the information they released last year, because most of it, a lot of it was done in 2021. It was over like six months. You know, they were slowly releasing a lot of this information. And, and so, first of all, I, I love this. And Derek and I were actually talking about this. They, now they changed the verbiage, right? So they're not UFOs anymore. That's UAP. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, and so why do they change the verbiage first of all i mean i mean i think i know why but i mean think about that you know like it's kind of like i'm not gonna admit you're right so yeah. i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna change yeah. the name of it so you can't be right so i kind of see that when they go to the uaps uh unexplained aerial phenomena is that what they're calling it something like that um but just get down to some of that so they there was a lot of scrutiny first of all when they released a bunch of this, when, when this, uh, all these, all the stuff came out and a lot of it's from mainstream media. If you look at it, right. A, a lot of the articles you read and a lot of the information you're coming back, you're, you're seeing a lot of it's, uh, pushed out through, uh, CNN, MSNBC, you know, these guys saying kind of going against it, saying that's, there's no real proof, but it kind of looks like that they're putting proof out there. So, so what are you guys thoughts on that? It's like, they're, they're putting proof out there, but now the pushback is that, no, it's not real proof. And so how, how does this, you know, how, how is this narrative playing out or, or what do you guys see in this? So what are you guys thoughts? Well, I mean, the skeptical person would be like, cause we, I've wa- I watched some of the videos and stuff and it's like, I think they're, those people, they're only going to be, if I would alien beams down comes in says hey right. i'm from another planet Slaps that's them in the, the face. only <laughs> way they're going to be like oh yeah there must be uaps around ufos you know and because well, some, of, some of those videos are, are really uh you know it's hard to explain right well i understand i agree but it's like one of those it's like they want to see this flying saucer or whatever it is like in a clear pure view before they start believing because a lot of people don't want to believe so why do you think i can see that why do you think they don't want to believe 
because I don't think they want to know of something that's bigger than Earth, that there's other stuff besides what we got going on here. And to add to what you just said, Derek, the media will never promote a narrative that they can't control. Anything that, that could potentially be a narrative that can go outside of their control, especially when they don't have the resources to control that narrative, they're going to push the story down. It's just, it's, that's media one-on-one right now. So that's the reason why I would say they would go, you know, hey, here's a little something. Hey, we're going to rename it so we can't say that you're right. We're going to acknowledge it. Now we're going to move on. You know, nothing to see here. Uh, we're going to go back to a narrative that we can control. And that could be any number of things. So, so then what, what's the big push then to, for them to even unlock these records and, and uh, actually make this official? It could be social media. It could be it getting out by other means, and then you don't have control over the narrative. If there's enough of a platform or a large enough platform to go say, hey, guys, I mean, this is the Pentagon that's bringing this out. Right. Um, you know, then they're going to they're going to be in hot water. But it, the idea is to get in front of the narrative and acknowledge it, like I said, and and tamp it down. Now, uh, like I said, I don't there could be. And the thing is, this is happening all over the world. This isn't just happening in the United States. It's happening in Russia. This is happening in China. There's other places that are seeing this phenomenon, and they're also going nothing to see here. That I also find weird. Why would you know those power structures collectively around the world be attempting to deny these things? Yeah, that's and that's interesting. So one of the narratives that uh, I read, uh, and this wasn't from the Pentagon side of it, or even from the media side, uh, they're talking about some of these sightings not being you know, extraterrestrial, not being, you know, of another life form, but being technology created advanced here technology. on Earth. Yeah, advanced yeah. technology. So is that something, you know, maybe they're trying to hide some of this advanced technology? I wouldn't doubt that either. No, it's totally plausible. So, so we're creating this advanced technology. They don't want the people to know about it, but it gets seen. Now maybe you you create, oh, well, that's a, it's a UAP, but it's that doesn't exist you can't prove it and so you almost kind of deflect from that advanced technology by putting it in that ufo uap you know uh narrative or or uh storyline you know you, you kind of move it over there and i don't know it's like i don't know at the same time it's like some of this advanced technology it doesn't stay secret for very long like either Either A, it ends up slipping out, we find out about it, or B, someone gets uh, so proud of what they did that they either leak it or they show the world, hey, look at how big of a badass we are. I mean, yeah. it's like that, and it doesn't take more than 20 or 25 years for that to happen. You don't see advanced technology, like somebody will eventually find a way to make money about it, release it to the world, be the first one to do it. You know, all the advancements in technology like all the arms races that we had and the race to the moon that was secretive, but for how long before yeah. it became a gun show and it became a, a method of deterrence through mutual dis destruction. So there's a part of me that thinks, well, yeah, it could be that kind of extraordinary technology while simultaneously, if we're talking about some of the things we've seen at some of these things that can go, you know, at the speeds that they can go in and stop on a dime, that is incredible technology. And if I were a superpower, I mean, at least one of those superpowers would be showing a little bit of this off, I right. think, at this point.
Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, if you had it, you'd be dominant, right? Exactly. Because like, I mean, unless everybody had it, and and everybody made this collective agreement, you know, not to show it. Ah, uh, right. So, so when they're at the World Economic Forum, right? Here we go. I was like, here's the conspiracy. They're not right. really talking about e economy. They're sure. talking about UAPs. You know, uh, no. So yeah, I could see that. You know, I see, I see that um, that narrative as well. So. <laughs> So here's another interesting thing. We talk about like how many sightings that they uh, declassified over the last year. Uh, there is varying numbers, but there's at least like 43 unique up to like 150, maybe duplicate, right? So they're declassifying this many sightings. And let's say that's not advanced technology. Let's rule that out just because, you know, we just kind of, at least semi agreed on that right so let's rule out advanced technology for a second so from all of these sightings that they just declassified is it is it possible to just say then that there has to be some type of uh ufo has to be some type of uap or uh alien life forms does that got to be the case with that many sightings look you what's the argument that you hear all the time like if it were if it were real, then somehow it would get out. We'd get some kind of, kind of evidence. Well, we have evidence. Right, I mean, that, well, at what, what I mean. point? That's it. Like you know, at what point? And it's back to what you were saying, Derek. I mean, at a certain point, you either are going to be skeptical until you die, or you're going to just say, "Is this is this possible? Is this something that we're going to say it's completely impossible?" At that point, you're succumbing to to hubris. So at this point, I say, okay, this yeah. could be what it looks like. And if it is, I would say, well, what now? That's my big question. If we could, if we could find ourselves in a position where we could at least acknowledge it, what's our next move? I say advance, advance the, you know, advance our surveillance. You know, do more to point, point our surveillance at the sky and less at right. ourselves. You know, invest in that kind of. I mean, they're, they're they are doing it. They are doing it at the uh, super collider in Europe. I can't remember where it's at. Is it Geneva? Um, uh, you're talking about. I think it's in Norway, right? Or Norway? You're but they have the, a super the large hardened large yeah. hardened collider. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norway or Sweden. Um, it's up north. Yeah. But they are attempting to open black holes, not just to right. study the nature of black holes, but to establish first contact. Yeah. I see. Well, let's well, invest in that. Yeah, and they're talking about doing it in New York right now. Well, and, and that's gonna, that's a whole different ball game of secrecy uh, that they will because they're they're trying to move matter when you're talking about that. So you're you're talking about uh, transportation or uh, yeah. Star Trek stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. the transporter, you know? <laughs> right, me up, Scotty stuff. That's what you're talking about, I and mean, that's yeah. real. That's real. Um, so, and that's a good question. Where do we go from here? So you know, I mean, but. You, you think about that they got to be able to see you know what's on your cell phone as you walk around it's like why don't you turn those satellites around buddy <laughs> and uh instead of seeing what's on my cell phone as i'm walking down the street you know let's let's find some uh, some of these uaps well uh, and i kind of feel oh here's where i'm getting skeptical a little bit so they have a ufo program but it's only got 22 million funded towards it. Right. So if they really believed 
a lot in these UFOs or U, UAP, whatever's, you would think they'd fund it a lot more because it'd be like, we don't know what's going on out there. We might need to do something about it. Right. Yeah. But, and there is no funding for it. it it's almost kind of like a joke when you read about it, the media saying how the, this new division of the Pentagon for the UAP division, they, they're, they're coming almost joking about them saying it's comical that, you know, they're not worth anything and it's not real value. You know, where well, does that's that come what, from? Like, where does that, where does that skepticism come from? That's, that's what, I mean, we, we aren't just because, and there was some skepticism around germs, but that didn't last very long. Are we thinking that if it's, are we thinking that, well, if it's there, we would see it. And if we've looked, then it's not there. So it's not worth our time and investment. It seems like everywhere else we've looked, we're like, okay, we found all the life because we've, because we've looked there until someone comes along who finds some sort of gateway. And then every time they do, they get crucified. Right. If we look at the, 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 like even just us realizing that, that we are heliocentric, that the earth is round, like simple <laughs> things like this. They're still they flat were, earthers though. They but. were, well, yeah, they're still flat <laughs> earthers. And so what I'm saying is, these things that we all accept as truth, most of those things were looked at as not being worth investing in. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's hard to... And the investment that they show us is probably not the real investment that's going into it, though. Sure. It's probably, you know, because I, I could see that. Like, $22 million sounds like a joke. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, it costs $22 million to... to redo a, a freeway overpass you know <laughs> well i would say that the com the person that doesn't read into something will go oh 22 million that's a lot of money right but when you think in government yeah 22 million that's changing like the toilets right <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I did. <laughs> yeah yeah and so yeah 22 million is nothing and it's uh but again, uh, that doesn't go into the other side of it. It's, we don't know what's really going into it either, right? What, what they actually are putting into it. And it's kind of like, to me, it's, when you say $22 million into a government project, it's, it's like the dummyo offense, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not real. Like, you're just throwing it out there so you can pretend like you're right. doing something, you know? Right. But then, you know, behind the scenes, we know what they're doing because they don't want us to know. Um, and there is a... So, so here's the only argument I can see is that there are so many people out there that, you know, can't handle that type of information very well, you know? So maybe they, they have some type of point to say, we need to keep it away from the mass public until we know what it is and how to deal with it and, and how to relay that information out to them. Uh, because there are a lot of people that don't do well with that type of information. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a so thing. It, there is a little bit to that, you know, control part, which, you know, it sucks, but at the same time, and not everybody has a, a strong shoulder on their head or head on their shoulder. But then again, how many of Main Street people, I like had to Google it and to find out about this. And then I'm like, oh, this is from 2021. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. It's uh, 
a lot of the information you get, you know, or people start hearing about it. You, you, you see information from like years ago, <laughs> you know, it's coming up and people like post something and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I don't know when we get into a mass hysteria, I almost feel like we're, we're entering into a, this weird time um, in this arc of, of mankind and technological advancement where we could be end up getting a little wonder calloused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, we we landed a rover on Mars and we are controlling it like a video game. Right. And when that happened, everyone was like, huh, that's cool. Anyway, here's right. like let me here's jump on Facebook. I'm, right, right. Here's here's this, you know, this jackass in Walmart who is like, <laughs> you know, screaming at somebody for not wearing a mask. You know, I mean it's it's we're wonder calloused and so that's the other thing it's like i i i just i i don't know i i don't know if i don't know that there's there's like i have just as many questions i probably have more questions about the people who would be responsible for revealing um uh intelligent additional intelligent life to us i have more questions about that than the mere existence of intelligent life yeah. I'm more convinced that there is life out there and I have less faith in the powers that be to reveal that to, to, to humanity. I feel yeah, like yeah. it would have to be something so incredible, like, like, you know, like the erupting of Mount Vesuvius or St. Helens or a, or a nine 11, it would have to be a earth shaking event for us to even stop and sit down long enough to pay attention to it, to be awed and mesmerized by it. And to, to kind of add on or just talk about what you were talking about with the, the technology and, you know, landing stuff on Mars, and you were talking about the Large Hardened Collider, now we're talking about UAPs. There is a, a there's, if you really think about it, there's such a, a, a far stretch from the, uh, the understanding that people have of what's going on, what it means, how hard it is to do these things, and how advanced yeah. technology is. Yeah. versus their everyday life yeah you know and and that stretches so far and there's a couple factors i think that go into that it's, it's the release of information and and not providing that information or not knowing where to look and not understanding right. it if you do find it right uh, and a, a lot of that goes to different styles of education and and it's not a good or a, a bad thing to be uneducated on space and time and and physics, you know, well, maybe you're on agriculture and you're on, you know, or you're a doctor or you're something else, you know, th that's okay. Th that's when you talk, we're talking about the things we're talking about right now, there is a large gap in knowledge, right. you know, uh, versus the people that are doing it versus the people, uh, the average person. Yeah. Agreed. And so that's a tough one. So, uh, Love it. This, I mean, this one could go on all night, but I do want to talk about this next topic because this one, so many people are even more in the dark. Because if you say UFO, most people are like, oh, I know what that means. Unidentified flying object. That means aliens, right? <laughs> but <laughs> when you say CBDC, what do people do? Uh glazed <laughs> over eyes yeah they're like oh you mean the people that talk about covid and masks you're like no no no, that's cdc right <laughs> so right so when you start talking about this topic and so uh 
for people that are listening, they don't know what CBDC is. You know, we're talking about uh, central bank digital currency is what that stands for. Okay. And so most people at this point have probably heard of digital currencies. Uh, Bitcoin is, is most people can recognize. Um, uh, you got, uh, you know, Ethereum and, and now Ripple and uh, Dogecoin or Dogecoin, well, Doggycoin, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has different names for it. But those are all uh, cryptocurrencies, which is different, though, than what we're talking about here. And even different than what you would call the digital dollar. So a, a CBDC, a digital dollar, and a cryptocurrency, these are all really three different things. Because we kind of use digital dollars right now, right? Almost everything we do is digital through our banks. Uh, we, we don't see much cash in hand anymore. And that's, and that's kind of a digital dollar. And a cryptocurrency is trying to get outside of the system of uh, currency from central banks you know, and, and the standard uh, economy and money from, from countries. So explain CBDC to the audience. So give us a quick explanation of that, Mike. So CBDC, it's like, it's, it stands for centralized uh, banking, digital uh, currency. Um, and people think like you just said, oh, well, we spend our money you know, online all the time is digital. It's not just digital. It's it's when you talk about a, a centralized bank digital currency, it's an expansion of fiat currency, which is a form of currency that's controlled and trapped within a system, a system that's regulated by a government that has control uh, over the value of that currency and what supports the value of that currency. And so what what there's a great book that explains because I, I am I am out of my depth because this is this is a field that like when we were talking about getting access to information of things that you don't understand because you're not an expert I'm not an expert a great reference for this is the Uncommunist Manifesto by let's see it's Alex, Alexis Svetsky and he comes at it from the approach that Bitcoin is a revolutionary form of currency that gives you the freedom to spend your money untethered to a country um, that is controlling that money's value. Um, it's a real sense of freedom. And so you'd have to at least there's a couple articles that he's written that are really good. And I highly advise you looking into that. But uh, centralized uh, bank digital currency that is a form of currency that can be controlled digitally by that. It's a fiat currency that can be controlled by a government. An example would be, say, it, say, okay, look at your credit score, for instance. You know, your credit score can determine what loans you can get. Well, a centralized digital uh, or centralized banking digital currency would be something that could be tied to based on who you are, based on your credit score, you can't even, you can't even, um, your, 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 your coin won't even work on certain things. So if we are attempting to cut back on um, carbon emissions and the current administration says, we, are, we want to limit or ration fuel, instead of just making that declaration and trying to put that pressure on the companies that provide that fuel, 
they can program that central currency that everyone has to use to, 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 to trade and say, now you can only purchase 600 gallons of fuel per year. Right. And once you hit your limit, your coin will not work on that anymore. And so the only way you can get fuel at that point is to try to use an alternative form of currency, which will lead you to a bartering system. And which may not even be accepted when with the right. place you're trying to buy fuel, if they don't want that to be accepted. It's programmable because, money. Yeah. yeah. Cause I want to talk about program for a second and then I'll jump back to a couple uh, about the, the, the basis of CBDC. So, so Derek, think about this for a second. You, you have a digital currency, right? And when we talk about programming, what that means is what Mike just, you know, loosely explained that and said, based on what the central bank in our case, the Fed uh, would be our central bank right. that controls your money. And you went to the store, and this is a very basic, you know, scenario. Right. And you bought too much red meat this week, and you went to buy a steak, and your digital currency did not work. Like, how does that make you feel thinking about that, or how would that make you feel in the moment? Yeah, it'd be like we're in a communist state, right? You know, it's <laughs> like you have to do what they say. Well, I get like, you know, it's also one of the other examples, and we kind of already do it now, is like food stamps. Like you can only buy a certain amount of, you can only buy these food, like here, I think, not every state, but you can only buy healthy foods now. So they've kind of already started that with that, but yeah, with doing it where it's actually your own money and doing that that's kind of like really this is my money i should be able to spend it on what i want right so so that so when they talk about and mike used the term program programming they're talking about and what they want to do with cbdc is they want to make it programmable meaning that that give that'll give them the ability to control how it's spent right and so i, I don't know if you guys seen this but uh this is slightly off topic, but so China released uh, uh, their own CBDC uh, version of, of this through the, the Bank of China. Um, and what they did was they, they did it as an option for people to sign up for the app, right? And so like billion people sign up for the app or whatever, and a certain amount of them got this money through the app. They, they just randomly selected a bunch of people to go use and spend this money that then they controlled, programmed it. They programmed it to say, you can't buy dollars with it. You can't buy crypto with it. You can't buy, you can only buy goods and services here, you know, in China for food and for this and for that, right? And so they already put this out there and ran this and they're running this trial and they're not the first country to do it, but they're the biggest country to do a trial like this. And based on this trial, and this is a little while ago, now experts are saying that in three years, 25% of the world population will be running off digital currency, CB, CBDC, in three years. Okay. The, the U.S. is probably going to be one of the latter to do that because of our style of government, because of the, the, the hoops and the things that it takes to get things done in America versus say China, right? Cause they're like, they're going to do something. They're going to do something Like you don't have much option, you know, but I thought that's really interesting that 
there's countries already putting it in place. A, a country as big as China already has the framework for this. Oh, we're building the framework right now. Yeah, and we've been. So the G7, and for you listening, if you don't know the G7, it's called the Group of Seven, and that's the some seven of the biggest banks. It's, you know, what, Canada, Japan, uh, UK, France, United States, a uh, couple other ones in there. They've been on this for years, right? And building this framework. So for a lot of people that say, oh, well, this is conspiracy. Just, we're never going to take away our money. Right. You know, it's not. Like, this is coming. And oh, you can take it a step further, man. The, the Boston Fed has been commissioned by the Biden administration through the Hamilton Project to begin exploring um, to begin exploring um, uh, uh, CBD currency standby. Uh, I want to give you the actual number on, they were able to accomplishment, accomplish it. Um, and I'm trying to see how many transactions they were able to. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the Boston fed. And they're working with MIT on this, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And they were able to accomplish it and get so many trillions of transactions per second. It's pretty insane, but they're able to pull it off. So they are they are building the infrastructure uh, to accomplish this. There we go. It is not trillion. I was sorry. Um, it reduced one code base capable of handling 1.7 million transactions per second. It's crazy. So it's happening. And it was through, if you guys want to look it up, it is through the uh, Hamilton Project, which was founded by the uh, the uh, Obama administration and was then in, inherited by the Biden administration. And so our, our administration has now commissioned this to take place. Yeah. And so I want to I want to step back a second to when we first started talking about this, because a lot of people that are understand digital currency, at least a little bit, um, and then they start thinking about digital currency or the digital dollar that we use right now, don't, don't necessarily see the danger in this because two things to understand. When you talk about like a Bitcoin, there's only a certain amount of Bitcoin out there, right? You can't just have more Bitcoin. Right. Okay. Where with like the US dollar right now, we just print more dollars. And what's yeah. that do to our economy? What's that do to the dollar? You know, it kills the value of the money that you have. So when you're talking about the Fed and doing a digital currency, they will have the ability to increase and reduce the amount of the value of your money. Even though it's still digitally like that, they'll be doing it the same way that we've been doing it. The only other thing that was good besides, you know, a crypto like a Bitcoin would be like gold and silver, right? You could only have so much money based on the amount of gold and silver that was out there. When we go away from things like that, we go to this type of system. Everybody who thinks, oh, my money's worth all of this can instantly be not. Correct. And that's what's so dangerous about this type of system for the average person. Because if they want to make you poor... <laughs> They can yep. make you poor instantly, right? And that's also your your future. You know, whenever you look at your investments, whether you have a four hundred one k or a pension or any kind of portfolio portfolio that you have set up, if it's tied to that dollar, 
whatever you invested can be gone like that. Right. Loss in value over time because that dollar that you had was once worth, you could get all these gains and then lose it instantaneously. It also kind of feeds back into, you know, which is a whole different topic. We talked about this for a long time, but UBI, right? If yeah. they, they want to go basic. to a universal basic yeah. income, this is the first step of that. It is. Besides providing universal basic income, but being able to control universal basic income through a CBDC. Correct. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's almost like everybody's going to be, you're going to have the same money, the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the, the WEF says you're going to own nothing and be happy about it, this is what they mean. They will legitimize it through a UBI. They will say, we want to be able to do this for you. This is the only way we can get it done. But there will be strings attached, just like with food stamps, you know, and the more control, the more program programmable it becomes, the more strings there will be attached to it. It's inevitable. So well, the old- oh, go ahead, Derek. Well, I saw too, one of the things I talked about the pros Oh, your stimulus checks, because you can get more of them instantaneously to (laughs) you. Right. And so, again, universal basic income, right? It's not going to be called a stimulus check anymore. It's going to be called your check, (laughs) right? It's not a stimulus check. It's like now your check is coming to you, you know, and like, you know, they're, they're, yeah. And so there's a lot to unpack when it comes to that, um, when you're talking about salaries and incomes and and how they're going to, uh, you know, lower and raise, you know, those to, to make, to be more equal. So the, the one advantage, and so there, there's, there is a little bit though, to not fret too much about because we do have the banking system and these guys are going to be hard to let go of what they have. Right. <laughs> Cause what do they have? They have right. real control over the dollar and our money right now. Right. Because the more they loan, you know, the more they loan out, the more interest they collect and the more they can keep in there to keep loaning more, they can control the value of the dollar by loaning less and loaning more. Right. And there are, they're billionaires and they're not going to want to let that go really easily. So that, that's something we have going for us. But the other thing we haven't talked about that we don't have going for us is this is digital and this is electronic. So who do you think is out there? Mm-hmm. Going like this, mm-hmm. hackers can come in. China, Russia, they have great hackers over there, right? They can come in and destroy the infrastructure of the United States or wherever they want. Or we could go and hack into someone else's. Yes, yeah, so- and this also removes the dollar from being the standard for right. trade around. It won't. The world. It won't be the world That's reserve the, currency. Anymore. It will not be the world reserve currency anymore. When you do that. You have to understand that is going to to affect our standard of living drastically. Right. Well, but understand also that uh, Russia just traded a grain with India, not yep. using yep the world reserve yep. currency. That's right. India, China, and Russia. Yep. And that's huge. That's huge. You know, that's huge. That's the first step, and so that almost pushes us to saying, okay this is bad right so let's start thinking about these alternative alternative things right exactly because that's real bad for us and everybody who has all this money you know and american dollar money right which is gonna create a spike in cryptocurrency 
over the next couple yep. of years. <laughs> but yeah, the problem with cryptocurrency is, is what happens when we go to CBDC and then the government says you can't spend cryptocurrency here. Right. And then now you got to fight, you know, it's like, you know, you and I talked about this slightly though, Mike, when we said, Hey, you know, well, I'll just, and, and this go into our, the homesteading topic of, Hey, I'll just go get myself right. some land and I'll just go, you know, get a farm and I'll make my own food and, you know, I'll do all that. But then what happens when they come and they say, Hey, it's time to pay your property taxes. Right. And you can say, well, here's some cash. And they're like, that's no good. <laughs> and then you're like, how about some Bitcoin? Right. And they're like, nope, <laughs> you got CBDC. And you're like, no. And they're like, well, then we'll take your land. Right. Off right. the grid. <laughs> yeah, off the grid. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, guys, I actually, I actually have to bounce. I do not want to, but I've got to bounce before we get into this next topic. Uh, but it was really great talking to you guys. And um, I'm really looking forward to the next one. And the next time you guys decide to do a movie one, I want genres. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up anyway because we're over time. So uh, thanks for jumping on, guys. Uh, yeah, we, we'll save the next topic for a new one. These are two great topics. I think we, there's more to be said on these. We can we can put these back in uh, at a later episode and talk more about this, especially as things unravel. So uh, thanks for jumping on, Mike. Thanks for jumping on, Derek. Uh, great podcast tonight, guys. Uh, if you guys are watching out there, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. There's a great playlist. Uh, it'll push you right through uh, video to video and you can hear everything that we're talking about. So, uh, and we're also on Spotify. Oh yes. Spotify and Apple podcasts, HSC podcast, search it on your Spotify, search it on your Apple podcasts. You guys can, can uh, check us out. If you don't like seeing these ugly faces. You can just listen to these fabulous voices. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. All right. See you next time. Yeah.